Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. This is episode 174, and today we are reviewing The Killer, the latest David Fincher effort. And that's probably all we will be talking, because uh, we just finished recording our William Friedkin premium. Well, we recorded it yesterday, but, um, you know, still stands. And uh, yeah, we had to catch up on all of those movies, so probably our best premium yet, right, Jacob? No, yeah, every time. We only get better. Only gets better from here, so. Uh, Yeah, that is a huge episode, meaning this one will be a little bit shorter. But anyway, how are you doing, Jacob? Oh, you know, since yesterday (laughs) when we recorded premium, not much has changed. the normies. (laughs) I mean, I had to watch. I w- well, I didn't have to. It was totally well, my fault. <laughs> I had to uh, watch, what, six movies in a day? So uh, That is your own fault. <laughs> it was. I feel no pity or sympathy for you. So. <laughs> but, you know, I did it. You did. You always do. You always come back. <laughs> I, I somehow do. So, yeah, I haven't done anything else. Um, yeah, not too much new here. Just uh, gearing up for holidays. Got uh, a little Friendsgiving party coming up. Trying to redo the freaking furniture, which is taking forever. <laughs> Just uh, don't ever say, yeah, I think I can sand down, you know, a dresser in two nightstands with little intricate ridges and everything on it. Because it <laughs> takes forever. I don't think I would have ever tried. This is a warning to the listeners. Don't try that. So. And it's too bad because like my Thanksgiving this year is going to be very sad because now I'm in Virginia. So not being, I have to work on the Wednesday and the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday after. So I can't like go back or anything. So I'm oh, literally no. and my girlfriend is hanging out with her friends. So I'm literally going to be alone with the cats for Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> That's going to be my Thanksgiving. You are just um, trying to embody Michael Fassbender's character in The Killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're, just, you're, going full, you're going full method on us. I'm going to listen to The Smiths the whole time. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, if that's it on in-house stuff, we can get into our featured beer here. Which is Mongo, which is a uh, double IPA from Pizza Port Brewing Company. Now, Jacob, when you look this up on Untapped, you have to be very specific because I just tried to search for it and it was quite hard to find. I found mm-hmm. another beer called Mongo, which was a double IPA from Port Brewing Company. Yeah, I see that. Not Pizza Port Brewing Company. So very confusing. Uh, I would have recommended they didn't, whoever, whoever came up with this second, I would have said, maybe don't name your beer that maybe don't name your beer of the same exact style 
the same exact name and one word difference from the brewing company, <laughs> maybe don't do those things. Probably a bad idea. Here we are. All right. I'll hire me for your marketing team. I will doctor your scripts and <laughs> market your beer better. Um, okay. So this is a double IPA coming in at 8% ABV, 100 IBUs. Holy shit. Damn. This is like Ruin Nation. Yeah. Wow. Which I, I like Ruin Nation. So. Yeah. I mean, it's coming in at a 3.95. There's only 300 ratings, but I am, uh, my interest is peaked. Where the um, heck is Carlsbad, California? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just going to say, Beat Support Brink Company is out of Carlsbad, California. Uh, the description reads, Mongo is a big wave of big flavor. This dip-up bursts with classic hoppy character thanks to additions of Columbus, Cascade, Centennial, and Simcoe hops. You can expect massive aromas of citrus at, with notes of piney bitterness on the finish. So uh, this this sounds this sounds kind of like it'd be up Josh's alley, actually. And he has this beer. He should have this beer. Oh, it is by a little bit north of San Diego. Hmm. Well, there is um surfing on the can. Yeah, but I just assume that is like most of California. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. It's got to be somewhere near the water, probably. It is. It's right on the coast. Right in the port. Nailed it. Right by Legoland. Nailed it. Right by Legoland? Yeah, right by it. All right, I think that's it. Let's crack into her. Nice opening. Ooh, it smells like pineapple when I opened it. <laughs> it has a very pineapple smell. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or it tastes kind of like pineapples. Well, it did say there would be. Well, I guess it's citrus fruits. So I don't well, know. for me, it is specifically pineapple, and it is quite good. It definitely doesn't have like a hazy taste. It's very much Classic hoppy. IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Hoppy. Nice. I mean, boasting 100 IBUs. That's. Uh... Yeah. And honestly, it's pretty balanced because I don't know if. Which IBU is kind of a weird thing anyway, isn't it? Just like based on like what people feel. Is it? It's not like an actual thing, right? Yeah. I think we've been over this and decided <laughs> it's just like a. a um, What's the word? Arbitrary form of yeah. measurement. So for um, how bitter it's supposed to be, I think it is very balanced. Yeah, no, I don't get that at all. I finally took my first drink. I had to get my pick for untapped. But um, yeah, I think it's really good, actually. Yeah. Very fruity, but also super happy and bitter and sweet at the same time. Like it's, yeah, it's not it at all things. hazy. Yeah, this would be like um I don't know, it's almost it's almost like so standard but like perfect because of that in a sense, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's Joshua like, would like this one for sure. Mhm. Yeah, time to crack into it. Yeah, big fan. I mean, very well balanced like you were saying. Um not too hoppy. I do get those sweet fruit notes, citrus notes, but um, yeah, nothing is overpowering. 
I think it's pretty crushable. Yeah. I could, uh, I could go for a few of these. Especially for 8% too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, if we ever want to make a trip to Legoland, maybe we'll stop by Carlsbad. Hey, I'm potentially, well, we're in the early stages of planning a trip to Palm Springs in the, at the, towards the end of uh, spring next year. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to look for Pizza Port Brewing in the store. (laughs) You're like, I'm not going there, but you know. Yeah, not not too there. <laughs> Probably, well, I don't really know California that well. How far is that from? <laughs> how far is Carlsbad from Palm Springs? Fuck if I know. <laughs> I don't even know. Where is Palm Springs? I know uh, where Carlsbad is now. I don't know where Palm Springs is. I think Palm Springs is more northern California. Like, Well, then it's very far away. <laughs> a few hours north of LA, I want to say. Well, then it will take you about 10 hours to get there. <laughs> okay. But we're definitely not going to be support. Sorry. Sorry. Uh... California is fucking gigantic. So. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Okay. Cool. Anything else on Mongo? Uh, are we going to rate it since that's the thing we do now every time? Yeah. Of course. Obviously. Oh, yeah, it's way south of... Uh, actually, yeah, it's probably a few hours right there. <laughs> Not as far as I thought. And you're wrong. It's like Palm Springs is like almost directly east of Los Angeles. Oh, okay, not north. Well, <laughs> It's like slightly southeast. in the ballpark. Come on. <laughs> but I'm going to give this a pretty... I'm gonna say four two five. What? That's it? Come on, Jacob. You you love this thing. I do. You're such a stinge with the beer ratings. I am. <laughs> I'm going. Hmm. Fuck it. Four seven five, baby. Four seven five. Now I do feel low. I mean, look. When it comes to the double IPAs, we, we talked about this with Rise, Doomclaw Rise. I know you haven't had it yet, Jacob, unfortunately, but when you get an IPA that's great, you make it an Imperial, sometimes it throws the balance off. Doomclaw, perfectly balanced American IPA. Rise, Doomclaw Rise, little too malty, little too sweet, definitely brings it down. Still really good beer, but it brings it down. If this was like, you know, if I was handed this and said, this is the Imperial of Doomclaw, I'd be like, oh yeah, because it's perfectly balanced just like that, you know, but it's probably not as, obviously the ingredients are the same. I'm saying the point is that this is like a perfectly balanced double IPA, which is sometimes hard to find. So you're not wrong. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll stand at four or five. <laughs> okay. That's better. Yes. It gets a bump. Got to go up. <laughs> All right. Very, very good. Check it out if you have the opportunity. All right. Shall we move on to our featured review? Let's do it. All right. Well, we are talking The Killer. Uh, The Killer was directed by David Fincher. It is based on the graphic novel series by Alexis Nolent and Luke Jacquemon. Uh, Screenplay by Andrew Kevin Walker. It stars Michael Fassbender, Tilda Swinton, Charles Parnell, and... Arliss Howard. 
Plot synopsis reads, after a fateful near miss, an assassin battles his employers and himself on an international manhunt he insists isn't personal. What did you think of The Killer? Uh, I honestly thought kind of disappointing. I don't, I mean, like, I didn't have a lot of expectations overall going into it, but David Fincher. Besides it being Fincher. I mean, that's like. It's hard to take that out of your mind when you're watching one of his movies. Yeah. And I mean, and like there's talent involved. I like Fassbender. He's not in like always amazing movies, but he usually does a great job. But yeah, it's just, it was kind of boring. (laughs) And like, I don't feel like it really elevated above a lot of like the genre movies that it belongs to it just felt like another one of those and i there's nothing that stood out too much for me the performances i do think were good but honestly it just was kind of boring and yeah not i didn't feel like it was very special okay um well first off i will start by rebuting the the genre aspect. I think it's, I think this movie is going for something grander. And if I watched this on my own and I didn't look into anything or like hear anything about it, I'm, I might not have gotten that aspect. So maybe that's where you're coming from. Yeah, I I do think there is a satirical element to it. And I do think it's kind of a criticism of David Fincher's own work, but like, other things as well um in culture and i i think this could be a grower for sure and i there's there's things that it's commenting on that i didn't fully get and there's there's a lot in it yeah Um, i did get that feeling i mean like even the way especially the way it like ended i was just like okay there's something more that i'm missing here (laughs) yeah and i mean i love like the character there's like the character study of the killer just that aspect oh yeah um, he's interesting yeah you know he's very nihilistic um just kind of cynical but he obviously has relationships that he cares about and he you know it kind of seems like he tells himself these things in his head but he maybe mm-hmm. doesn't fully believe them um and that interferes with his work and we see that kind of play out so yeah, I found like all that stuff really interesting. I I did like the structure of it as well. In some movies, you know, the chapters can kind of take you out of it or they kind of signify like how far into the movie you are. But I really liked the almost like vignette nature of it where like Yeah, they, I mean, they were pretty short story. and like very separate from each other. Yeah, and it's yeah, exactly. like an episode. Like, there is 100% the the main through line going it, through it, but it is very like episodic and almost like a self-contained mission in each chapter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I liked that aspect and I think there's interesting angles of each of each of the chapters as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a little removed from it. I know you just watched it, but yeah, it is. Um, I wasn't bored during it at all. I was, I, I kind of was in like the first chapter. It's it does take a little bit of setup to get going, but I found after that 
it was it and that's like a lot of character building too because he's a lot of it is inner monologue he's just talking to himself there's no bouncing off of any characters other than himself you know but a lot of that stuff i think is important to the rest of the movie so once once that was over and you know once the the shot takes place and everything it gets it picks up but um yeah i don't know i just i left it like I kind of wanted to watch it again immediately, which doesn't happen a lot to in, in movies. You know, you're like, you watch something, you, you get it. You're oh, satisfied. Yeah. Uh, maybe you want to rewatch it in the future, but I was like, man, I kind of want to watch that again. I was like trying to find time between Friedkin movies and doing the podcast <laughs> where I could watch it again. Cause I do think this has a lot of potential to grow and um, maybe it do- I will require further diving into you know, online things and <clears throat> reading about it. So I'm, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to fully get all of the criticisms and the, the satirical nature of it on my own. But um, I, I don't know some of my favorite movies, that's how it goes, but yeah, I was, I was never bored. So. Yeah. I, I mean, like I don't, I guess pacing wise, I thought it went along a good clip. I did. It's like, I wasn't like mad watching it. I was into it, but yeah, I guess it's just like, it felt pretty surface level for the most part. Like, uh, like I know like kind of a resurgence of this kind of movie was like John wick, a super entertaining. I don't think this is going for the same thing, but like, uh, kind of a mysterious other world of like these, assassins and you have like the revenge story and well maybe it is critiquing like movies like that because yeah it is it is like so plain and you know a little monotonous like think about the i love the lawyer scene because he goes to it's like just a lawyer it's just a pretty much a normal guy who sets these jobs up and he keeps the stuff like on a Rolodex. Like there's no mysterious underground underworld. There's no like high table. There's no mm-hmm. gold coins. It's, it's, um, and, and the ending line too, you know, he says, which we can get into in, well, spoilers and stuff, but you know, people that he basically classifies, um, people into two categories, you know, which are you? And he labels himself as like a normal person, (laughs) right? As a normal person. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. And he says, I think it's in the beginning. He says, anybody can do this job. You just have to have like the drive or like attention to detail or something. And I mean, when you think about like the world of assassins, like in a, in a very realistic sense, which is very Fincher. Yeah. It's not going to be like John Wick, right? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It's like spies. It's not that like crazy, right? It's much more reserved and boring. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, some of that stuff I really liked. And um, Jacob, you had to, you had to have loved uh, the brute. The brute. Yeah. The Floridian. Yeah. You know who that is. You know no, I could barely tell. It was it was dark. It is 
Sauron himself. Really? Yeah, same actor that played Sauron was uh was the brute. What? Huge, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's so same. random. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's obviously cast for his physicality and yeah. probably choreography, but he was um, giant, I, yeah. Yeah. No, but like in joking aside, I loved that scene because the way that they shoot the fight like his swings and like hits however they did that like the the sound design and like the choreography and everything he felt like it literally felt like he could like kill him if he made contact like with one punch <laughs> yeah i th- i think it was a lot of the camera movement as well mm-hmm. with it. it gave it a lot more force i thought that was a really good scene the the thing is like it's almost like a cliche now with being more realistic like when i think of like older movies of this like genre it used to be like they never took damage they did everything like james bond like they did like just everything was clean and perfect mm-hmm. and then you got like the john wick later that started a whole new thing of like yeah they're amazing but they're still human so they like take hits and shit and I still, you know, even though it's done a lot now, I still really appreciate it. It's like, yeah, they're not perfect. <laughs> they're still human. And mm-hmm. if you have a fucking giant, massive guy, he's still like every hit could be deadly and dangerous. But also yep. I did like the comedy within it with like when he pulled out and he's like a cheese grater. He's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I just like all the physicality of that and. You know, there's that's what chapter three or four two. There's there's definitely an angle of him kind of losing his touch in a sense. Um, yeah, you know, he misdoses the dog. The dog like doesn't stay asleep. Uh, he definitely he doesn't catch him off guard. He you know he has to get into a full you know one on one fight with this guy, which probably was never intended. Uh, there's a lot of stuff like that that you know, adds to his character of, I mean, him missing the shot right after he right. was that whole monologue. And even, I think you could say it was in the, uh, the language, like the script itself when he was like, you know, it was said that thou will, whatever he's like by someone, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's like showing that like, maybe he's slipping. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, I was a little confused with the the connection between going from the brute to Tilda Swinton's character back to the client. I don't remember exactly, but like, who was she, and like, what was her role? I just thought she was like another person. Yeah, I mean, honestly. When he pulled out the three names, I was kind of like out of the Rolodex or whatever. I was kind of like mm-hmm. confused, honestly. <laughs> with I was just along for the ride. I guess I was confused on the details. I, the card thing too. I'm with you on the card thing. Like when he shows the the back of the cards and stuff, like the names or whatever, or what I'm supposed to get from that. It meant nothing to me when they were like showing it. So the only one I got was like rude or whatever. was the guy who was meant to kill because obviously that's French. But Mm -hmm. other than that, literally I didn't get anything from that. Right. Yeah. And her name is like, they call her the expert. Like that doesn't, 
that doesn't really fill in the blanks. Doesn't help either. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, just I love their scene together, but I just mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I don't really know who how she was involved exactly. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I like how each each one each vignette kind of ends with his it's like mantra almost of you know don't this is what you have to do uh yeah, don't no empathy don't get personal yep don't have empathy and yeah all of that but um we could uh we could definitely touch on the end the very end when it comes down to the client yeah. and uh so spoilers for the killer uh he finally gets to the client this was the guy that you know set everything up um when in reality he he was setting up the hit on the frenchman um but because it failed he took action to to get rid of uh michael fassbender's character the killer so but he doesn't uh when michael fassbender faces him he doesn't choose to you know execute him or or act on that or anything he he looks at him and he says so you really don't know why i'm here yeah and he says, you know no i have no idea and then he kind of just you know, shows shows pity to him because I kind of read it as like he, this guy is a client. He's not he's not in the business of like he's not a part of this organization or this you know assassin world. So it, you know, it was strictly business to him. And if he was if he was to save him and just like let him go, nothing would come of that in his future. Yeah, honestly, I was kind of, I was thinking it's like, okay, I thought the same thing. Like this guy, he literally, he's like a guy shows up with a silenced pistol to your place and you don't know, have any re- like idea why. And he's mm-hmm. just like, no, <laughs> like, why would I? So then he's like, okay, you know, but you know, if you ever do anything, I'll kill you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was just like, but like with how he killed everyone before my only like way of like processing that was that it's not really worth killing him because the trouble that would come from killing him. And this guy didn't really know what the fuck he was doing, but also like the trouble of killing a billionaire and like everything else he would have to go through. Maybe that would start another whole chain reaction here. He had to go through all this just to get to him. It's just like not even worth it. And like this guy clearly doesn't know who he is and doesn't like didn't he's not like this mastermind behind this entire plan. So it's like, yeah, if I kill him now, it's a whole thing. But if I just let him live and scare him, he literally doesn't even know who I am anyway. And like he probably just doesn't even care after that. So like, okay, I killed everybody who was necessary to kill, who would were trying to actively kill me and this guy's not a threat. So whatever. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a good point too, that he is, you know, he's so well connected and he's this billionaire that could just cause more problems for him. And I mean, um, like there was a camera he looked at that saw him too. It's just like, if he kills him now, there's a whole reason to like, people are going to look into it and do it more. Right. Yeah. 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 Very true. Um, I will say there was uh, a slight, there was a point in, I think it was chapter two, like when he goes down and he discovers that uh, they, 
you know, beat up his lover or his girlfriend or whatever. I thought that was going to be his motivation when, and I'm glad it wasn't like that wasn't his main driving force. It's it, it yeah, really that would have been just a typical like, revenge tale. Yeah, that would have been like oh, so bad. But in that same point, there was a guy. There was I think it was her brother or something like that that came in. It was like probably the only performance that stood out as like bad. Not good. Like, yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? Get him off the screen, please. <laughs> but yeah, um, not uh, yeah. I liked all the performances. I guess besides that, but um. Should mention the score too. Another Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross score. Um, nothing like, yeah, nothing really like standout out. <laughs> bangers. But it, it it's one of those scores that um, just fits well with the mood and and the movie. Like it's more it's more of like a subtle, understated score than you know a showy one where there's going to be like, oh, I would listen to that even without the movie. Nothing like that. But I do think it worked well in the movie just for the record yeah i mean i also thought it looked decent but nothing else like with how it looked stood out to me Mm. like there was like no scene i'm like wow that looks amazing it was just like yeah you know this is competently done well i it's funny you say that because there's there was another podcast i was listening to talking about this and apparently there's a lot of things fincher does where it actually involves a lot of special effects, but like you can't even tell, you can't even see it. And that makes it more impressive. Um, He definitely has his moments of like the planes taking off and like, you know, in the clouds and stuff, all that stuff looked bad. I mean, not bad, but like obviously CG just, you know, digital effects. Um, But there's other things he does. There's other, I, I wish I had a specific example, but again, it's one of those things where, I couldn't tell you what it was, but he uses effects and CG in a way that like you don't, you wouldn't catch it while watching it. So I don't know if that's more impressive or, or not, but yeah, I mean, the cinematographer was the guy who did Mank, Mm -hmm. but that, I mean, he, all his other movies I haven't seen. So there, well, people should have Mank and yeah, I, I we like yeah thought. we like yeah so. <laughs> I need to I really need to revisit that because I don't know people hate it and like I remember loving it so yeah I get I mean we both maybe it was my love for half. yeah maybe it was my love for Citizen Kane but anyway need to rewatch that uh, but speaking of effects the opening titles were terrible it was like so Bing Bang quick quick get, <laughs> you know show these like cliche things of assassins and I think that's the point like it's setting you up like this assassin movie and then it's not that but it moves so quickly through the names and the titles it's like there's no there's no room to breathe in any of that like to even recognize the names it's like <laughs> it shows up and then it's boom it's gone and it's you know it kind of reminded me of uh was it fight club what those opening titles they were also like cg and something like that where it's you know opening the opening titles are like a cg montage of these things and names flying at you and yeah i didn't care for it yeah (laughs) i didn't take notes yeah (laughs) (laughs) Mm, i think that's about all i have on the killer what about you yeah no i'm done okay well let's rate it out of five stars what are you gonna give the killer i will give it a 3.25 no such thing. 
Exactly. The, but that's my new thing now. Yeah, you tried it on the premium. <laughs> Ain't gonna fly. Eventually it's gonna work. No, I'll give it a, I'll give it a three five. Okay. Well, I am a four. Liked it a little bit more. And uh yeah, I mean I th- I thought you were gonna be a little bit lower, to be honest. I think No, like I know I said it was like not that exciting, but for some reason, like I watched it and like you said, like this is one I definitely could watch again. And mm-hmm. I do feel like there are some things I didn't get from it. And yeah, even though, and it's pretty long and it, it flew by, I thought the pacing was good, even though I felt some parts of it was boring, but like it flew by, especially from like the Floridian, I guess on, mm-hmm. but yeah, I definitely watch it again. So yeah, I mean, even the boring stuff has like, to me, has intriguing dialogue and something to pull you along. Yeah, in the scene. It's not like completely dry, completely boring. It's definitely yeah, there's not. always something engaging. And um, yeah, maybe understanding some of the stuff it's trying to say more would even elevate that even more. So definitely excited yeah. to rewatch this one. All right, uh, I don't have any nano reviews, Jacob. Do you? <laughs> I have one. Okay, sweet. Hit me. I did watch Suzume, which I don't know if you know. Oh, Su- I've heard of it. Um, yeah, the new Makoto that, yeah. Shinkai movie mm-hmm. of your name and what, Weathering With You? Yeah, <laughs> fame. And I actually was super excited about this. I heard a lot of buzz. I've seen like it's one of the best anime movies ever made. And like I wanted to see it in theaters, but I just never got a chance to go out and see it, even though it was playing here. And then Uh-oh, it finally it was finally <laughs> released on Country Roll yesterday. Like was the first uh-huh. day. And it was so mediocre. <laughs> like he does I don't <laughs> like he just now he's just like set himself in a certain place. Like your name, I think is his, I think it's your name. It's his best one by far, mm-hmm. which I think is like a meteor hitting them. I, it's kind of, I think that's, it. <laughs> you don't know. I, I mean, like they're all so similar at this point because like literally that one, one is a meteor hitting. One is like she has control of the weather. And then this one is earthquakes. So it's like always natural disaster type things with two lovers. Literally. Like he now he this is all like he does. He needs to get a new shit. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, okay, the first one didn't work so well. Oh, I hit it with the second one. That means I can do it again. And then it's like, mm. I like the love the love story is supposed to be the biggest part of this, and it is so bad like understated it just unbelievable on why they would have such strong feelings for each other and like well jacob come on you're notorious for i know i need a lot (laughs) but i i feel like if you watch this you would like which i wouldn't honestly wouldn't really recommend it but it is honestly stunningly beautiful animation like I watch so much anime, right? And like, I've seen like the greats, like Miyamoto, whatever, like Miyamoto, Miyazaki. I mean, I guess Miyamoto does games. Yeah. Same. (laughs) But Miyazaki and like, like those look amazing, but like the shadows in this were insane. Like just things have shadows cast on them. And like the amount of effort that must've went in to think about how to shadow cast on this to like 
make it like look like a real shadow and reflections and everything. There's just so many little details that don't really bother you when you watch just regular anime. But like when you see in this, you're like, oh, this must have cost a lot to make. <laughs> and I appreciate that. It was beautiful looking and like intensely beautiful. But <laughs> the story is just so bad, so weak and just, uh, it's just, it's kind of, oh, it, it feels like a waste to have such beautiful animation. It'd be just a basic story it, it like it has some like so interesting ideas of like this world it's creating with this like this it's like earthquakes occur because this worm from this other world comes out and then there's people called closers who have to close the door it's like all of the things you expect from like an anime movie or like a especially even like a like studio ghibli movie type like mysticalness which they do all the time but they create this like world and this strong feeling and like every so much attached to this like i guess metaphor travis loves like it's, it's like a <laughs> metaphor <laughs> for things and like it's so magical and mystical but so grounded because of this theme that they are putting through the whole thing. And even if you don't care, if you're like somebody who doesn't love those kind of like views or think it's like too much and too anime for you, it's a like, you can still get the power and emotion from that, which is why Spirit Away was so powerful. But <clears throat> like, this is, has that kind of visual and like interesting world. And then just like, it just doesn't matter. Like the themes and everything are so weak and just, it just doesn't nail anything. It's so like hard to watch in that aspect. <laughs> Such a lemon. And I, it was especially hurtful that I waited this long because this hasn't been available. It's been out. It, it officially says 2022. Yeah. I actually had been looking like for this periodically because of the hype and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I, you know, this could be a, a 2023 banger. I could, could crack the top 10. You know, I got to watch it. Yeah, but, uh, it's not. And it has a crazy high rating. It's just like, I don't, I don't do not get it. Like there must be huge fans of him or just because the animation itself, which is right, right. worth every praise because it probably is one of the best looking animated things I've ever seen. But that's it. So what you're saying is, the uh you watch a lot of anime and people Time. love this so the normies would like this living amongst the normies <laughs> maybe i i like it's just like the romance is so bad too i just don't get i do not get the praise hmm. at all for it and like i'm not saying it's like the worst movie ever made like it's it's fine <laughs> like it's out. fine it's very average in story with but like the visuals are highly above average so like if you give it like a five out of five Holy visuals shit. this is a long fucking movie for an anime that's what i'm saying over two hours yes <laughs> and it's just not worth it oh man like okay. it just how my... can you have two hours and not build up the relationship which is supposed to be like the keystone of the entire 
movie. Right. It's just, I don't know. It's just, if I'm very, really very disappointing, I might force it, but well, okay. Here's the other thing, Jacob. I watched, I mean, I, I do like demon slayer, but the movie was way too hyped for me. And I, 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 I liked it overall, but remember I gave that a three and spoiler alert, Jacob, what was your rating for Suzume? Five. I think <laughs> four and a half. I think I gave it four and a half. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so for me that was different in the fact that it's so, like so it could be the inverse i could watch this maybe and give it a 4.5 or 5. but i feel like that one wasn't trying to do more or say more it's just like an amazing movie based on the show <laughs> that is just like yeah. a very typical shonen that's done with amazing animation but like really it's not like that special whereas this is trying to go for way more like it's trying to be like miyazaki level of filmmaking this doesn't have a show tie-in or whatever it truly is a standalone. yeah this is it could be yeah Yeah. it's all you base it on yeah yeah. so like obviously with like demon slayer i have a bias going in i literally have a fucking tattoo on my arm of demon slaver (laughs) like and then you know like yeah, it still had the amazing animation, still made me feel thing like it was more based. It wasn't like even the story, big story or themes itself. It wasn't trying to say a lot. It was just like, you know, the characters and whether you love them or not and introducing one new character, right, who is big. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like trying to do everything in one and try to talk about like earthquakes and the effects on like people and stuff, but it just fails. And then this romance that it just like i you can't really connect with anybody in it it's again it's not bad it's just a very average story with incredible visuals which is why i even landed where i did on it yeah no that sounds that sounds fair Think now again i if maybe if you don't watch a lot of anime and stuff like maybe like the visual flair and like this weird like world and characters like could blow you away more <laughs> but if you've seen as many as like you and i have had mm-hmm. it's it's like it's anime with like a le- huge budget <laughs> yeah yeah i ended at three on it sounds very mid like i said might check it out during um during the cram gym if i'm desperate for yeah i mean like pacing wise it's it's not like that bad like it's not like super boring or anything it's just you know average okay well i think that wraps us up like i said it was gonna be a shorter episode totally fine uh next week we are talking thanksgiving don't know when we'll be able to record i'll have to chat with you about that after the show but uh, yeah, Thanksgiving will be coming up. Um, there's also some other stuff in theaters. I don't know if we'll do featured reviews on them, but um, lots of stuff that I'm eager to check out. Yeah, I haven't been using my free AMC. <laughs> I mean, not free, <laughs> but my AMC see. tickets for a couple of weeks. So yeah. I need to like, get to the theater. Yeah, I think um, Saltburn is in theaters. Um, what was last week? There was something else. Uh, I think the holdovers expanded. I'm kind of interested in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a few worth uh, checking out. Probably again, probably not featured reviews for the show, but um, 
more content, more content. We are we are rapidly approaching the end of the year. I mean, it's November 20th already. How did we get to Thanksgiving week this quickly? I know. My God. Okay, well, if that wraps us up, if you want to leave us a question or comment, you can email <laughs> us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. Again, we're putting up the William Freakin Premium soon, so go check out the Patreon. Links will be in the description. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on both those. That's JSAL517. That's JSAL517. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Jesus loves you and he's watching out for you. Okay, well, if that wraps us up, uh, you can send us a question or comment. Uh, you can send us a, what did I say? <laughs> question or comment, you got it. Oh, okay. Is that what I normally say? Man, it's just sounds I, like I don't know. I don't All right, listen to no, here we go, here we go, I got it.